Welcome to Rava. Glad to have you checking in with us and viewing some of these Bible Answer Man program. I'm glad to hear that they're being a blessing to you. We're getting responses from all over the world about these, and we're just delighted to do that. And if you'd like a special blessing, uh, I would just encourage you to go to our website uh, and pull up the area where you can make a donation to this and enable us to minister to other people. And as we minister, then you'll be getting a blessing of God because you'll be helping other people. And we can certainly use that to uh, to continue to produce these things. All, they'll get done. But if you'd like a special blessing, then uh, please consider doing that. It'll enable us to move out even more. Question comes to us. Dr. West, how can I fellowship if there's that there are no believers near to me, living near to me or in close proximity to me, that I really don't have any access to do that. And l let me add an addendum right here, which I didn't intend to say, but sometime the only ministries around you are something that are inconsistent and heretical. So, no, you can't go there either in fellowship, but there are avenues for you that if you're alone in certain parts of the world, and I, I know one person, well-known, he, he was reared in Canada, born and reared in Canada, became saved as a, a late teenager, and did not meet Christians until he was in his late 20s. So uh, there are factors, and my heart goes out to people who find themselves in areas where they don't have close fellowship. But God has made provision for that. And I know that there's a, a like Hebrews t chapter 10, verse 25, we are admonished by the, by the Holy Spirit, it says, not forsaking the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is. Now, of course, that is a norm. That is not a cardinal fact. There are times when you cannot fellowship. There are times when you have to be discretionary. So we're not to forsake assembling ourselves if there are those, even in close, if they, if they name the name of Jesus Christ and are basically teaching his teachings, they may fall short. And there are many, uh, fellowships that only go to a certain place and they stop after the salvation experience and they miss living in the epistles. My heart goes out to them. I know I was reared in one of those types of fellowships. And it took me a long time to be led into the truth by the Holy Spirit. But God will show you the place where you can grow in him, even if there's no one close to you. You might want to get one of these and give it to a friend, because this will bless some people that you may know who live in very remote areas where they don't have good television programming, and they certainly don't have uh, churches except those that are teaching many heretical teachings. So you may want to uh, point them to this teaching. It's free. They can pull us up, become acquainted with us, give them the web website, Rafa Ministries World, and then point them to this, and they can find it there. And maybe they can share with some of their friends too. In in finding fellowship where there's nobody close, and the way to do that, let's remember God is a rational God. He really is. He, he understands your situation did not slip up on God. He knew that by circumstances, either by birth or circumstances, you would find yourself in a place where you would be a Christian, but yet you would be impossible to find close Christian fellowship. But 
if there's no person close enough, God's make provision. Read the Bible. Be a avid Bible reader and then meditate on what you've read. And you'll find that God, the Holy Spirit, will start communing with you. Commune with nature. In, 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 if you read in Romans, I would uh, encourage you to read Romans chapter 1. It will give you a wonderful insight that you can give to your friends who fall in this category. Commune with nature. Observe God's animals and nature. The, uh, Job chapter 12, verse 7 and 8 says this. And this is, this is in, enlightening. Ask now the beasts, and they shall teach thee. And the fowls of the air, and they shall tell thee. Or speak to the earth, and it shall teach thee. And the fishes of the sea shall declare unto thee. Is, isn't that astounding? We serve a big God. He has provisions for everyone that will seek him to find him and to seek him to be uh, hungering and thirsting after righteousness as he gave, Jesus gave on the Sermon on the Mount. He'll not let you go away hungry. He'll not let you go away thirsty. And if you know people or yourself who fall in this category, then God just may relocate your living area. He may move you to an area where you can be deep in fellowship, or he may have to stay where you are for a while. And verse 9 of that Job 12 says, Who knoweth not in all these that the hand of the Lord hath wrought this? So it what that is simply saying in dissection is, we intuitively know these things and let God the Holy Spirit reveal the enlightenment more of them. In the book of Romans, I just quoted that a while ago about letting nature... God provides nature to let everyone go grow in knowledge to the the understanding of the of the workings of Jesus Christ the Father and the Holy Spirit now they may never heard in some places of the world it's, it's probable that there are people who have never heard of Father God they certainly will never heard of Jesus the Christ or him becoming flesh or they will not know God the Holy Spirit. But it says that they can know the functions of each of these and even his eternal Godhead. They, that they can know the function of the Father. They can know the function of Jesus the Christ who became the Word, and uh, the Word became flesh in Jesus Christ and dwelt among us. They can know the function of the Holy Spirit who is a revealer of all truth. And in that, they can know the Godhead but yet they can understand that there's only one God, a Godhead, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, but only one God. We don't have three gods. And also, let me interject here. We don't have the Father who becomes Jesus, who becomes the Holy Spirit. That's not that's not Christian doctrine of God. That is simply something called modalism. But we have one God, and when he's dealing with this, he deals with as the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, even though there there have been distinctions and many distinctions in that. Just meditating on that, Adam didn't have anybody with him, but yet he communed with God. He fellowshiped strongly with God. God walked with him, spoke with him. 
the scriptures aren't quite clear if that was a theophany rather where where the pre-incarnate Jesus came and walked with him. It, it seems to be more that the voice of God, although there's some latitude that I would teach and believe maybe that uh, God, the Holy Spirit, took on the foreign form of Jesus uh, and ministered Jesus, the, the, the word who would later become flesh with Adam as he did on the plains of Mamre with, uh, with uh, Abraham. So that's a possibility. I'm not advocating that. I'm certainly not. But uh, Adam had fellowship with God, and he was alone for a, a long while before God produced Ad, uh, Eve for him. As a matter of fact, the, the uh, delineation of the word Eve, when, when God, when Adam saw her, he, he, his words were basically, at long last, at long last, God has given me some, a wonderful mate. And of course, then from that, God produced. You know, another factor that came to me as I was thinking about this, if you're alone and has no have no one to fellowship with, this can turn into a real blessing. You can, if you found God and are a Christian, you have a wonderful oppor, uh, opportunity and reason to go forth and make disciples so that you can have fellowship. Is it that good? That's a wonderful thought. I'm glad you tuned in just for that alone. And to give some of your friends, maybe that you know, that fall into that category. And then being along, fellowship with God, the Holy Spirit, he can teach you and guide you into all things. That's what Jesus said he would do when, when he comes. John chapter 1, verse 9, he says this, he, that's parenthetically, Jesus was the truth. Uses the article the, the one and only truth, which lighteth every man, that's a generic term, that cometh into the world. Let me dissect that. That means every soul that has ever been born with cognitive, rational ability knows the light of God by an intuition and intuitiveness. Let me close with this in Romans chapter 1. The just shall live by faith. You don't need deep fellowship to walk in that. You don't need the tremendous understanding. You just need to launch out from where you are. And then it goes on to say, I'm teaching you all of these things and these different methodologies of how God can get into every soul, whether they are alone or whether they've never heard much truth. So, and it goes on to say in Romans, that they are without excuse when they stand before God. They, they may be ignorant so much and they may not have accepted the Lord. If they, they can't plead insanity, they can't plead ignorance because it says they will stand for, before him without excuse. I think this teaching will bless you and maybe some of your friends. Share this with them. Point this out, this teaching, and our website where they can find these Bible Answer Mans and uh, programs. And again, you can find some Pentecostal preaching. Many people who are listening to me through this uh, teaching, you belong to uh, fellowships that do not preach like this. They have uh, certain types of clerical uh, renderings where they never get excited. Well, I have some of a very few of my archived old preaching tapes. And you will hear Pentecostal preaching. I think it will bless you. Till next time.
God bless you richly.